the four o'clock football frenzy. Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The four o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. Sam's down. Racing Sportsbook. Two-hour countdown to game seven. Early start as compared to a lot of the games. Six o'clock puck drop over at the Fortress. If you're not getting in, it's going to be about uh, 12-1, 12-2, 12-3, 12-4, something like that. Maybe they'll push it a little further, but if you can't get in tonight, you're not going down to the strip. We're watching at Samstown at the Racing Sportsbook. We got a bunch of uh, VGK swag presented by Jack Daniels, Von Tobel's here, Cofield. Come on down. Hang out with us. Hey, man, if you can't get in, there's always next series. We hope. We hope. I can't believe they're playing in Game 7 with as well as they played in Games 3 and 4, but they're here. They're here, and they've had, they've had trouble closing out 3-1 leads in the past. So they got to get the job done here. Uh, Flurry for his career is three and four in game sevens. And uh, hopefully, you know, coming home, the vibe of the crowd will open things up offensively. We'll get back into the nuts and bolts of the Knights tonight and the hockey scene. We got NBA tipping off right now, NHL dropping the puck as well. So we'll get you updates from the sportsbook. We're going to talk to the uh, chief of the sportsbook down here, Kevin Klein, in about 45 minutes, but it's football time. Stanford route's coming up in 15 minutes. We're going to throw a bunch of Julio Jones questions his way. You haven't seen the Julio Jones landing spot up on the board anywhere here, right, in town? No, I haven't seen anything. Because uh, I did see a national dude who covers the NFL was trying to fire back at Vegas at the beginning of the week because he was he was looking at the Julio Jones odds that are posted around the country you know, the favorite was you know at the time was you know was the Patriots. They still are, but it was it was pretty high. Yeah, you know, it was like minus one fifty. And there were other teams on the list and, and this national writer's like, This is why Vegas is wrong. Okay. Well like technically we're not booking it. I get what you're saying, and it's cool that we're branded as the king of setting all the odds. The interesting thing on that though Did he link it this to is, like a MGM New Jersey account? <laughs> well, this is what really gets me. No, it was actually I think CBS Sports is tied into William Hill. Yeah. Well, we've got that here, but they don't book it here, but they book it in other states. And I sure. continue to be extremely frustrated, you know, that we don't – we're not getting options like this. Oh. Where's the progress? Are we we talked to Tony Miller yesterday, and he was saying, yeah, we, we, we can do stuff like that. Because I was asking about the, uh, the Mayweather-Logan Paul fight, was asking about another player prop, and he's like, yeah, we can do that. Why aren't we doing it? Well, I, I mean – you're right. They're, they can theoretically do something like that. It would be the language, right? Like in the past, there was the Brady prop up last summer, right? You're and, right. There and, was, and there were two different there were two different bets available. And it was the language was um, who does Tom Brady play his first snap for in the regular season of 2020? So like it's the ability is out there. I did bet that three ways, including uh, he doesn't take a snap. Right. So I was ensuring myself just in case he went down in the preseason. Yep. And I'm looking at I'm looking. But I was right wrong. But I was wrong. I did not have the Buccaneers. Did not have the Bucks. Well, yeah, I bet the Patriots, and I think I bet the Titans. It also takes it also takes an influx of some of these operators to come into a market like this, right? Like like a DraftKings or a FanDuel. The problem is, is I'm sure we could talk to Tony Miller or any one of the guys that are behind the counter here. Oh, so many of these books and operators in Vegas are tied to the brick and mortar casinos, where it's going to be hard for a totally online book to kind of make its way in here, right? 
because there's online registering and depositing and all those sort of things that are tied in with a lot of these things. And the second you cross over state lines in Jersey and some other spots, I can register, sign up, deposit, everything within a matter of minutes the second I cross state lines. Stuff like that's not going to really fly because you want people to come into your casino, spend money, and do all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a while before you see stuff. But as far as the options on the board, 100%. Like, you can see more in terms of what they offer. You know, there's certain accounts out there that you're assuming operators that are tied to Nevada that offer all sorts of stuff in terms of NBA. I just hit a Julius Randle most improved at 22 to 1 because they book offered it here. Not every single shop did, but they chose to to be a little bit more exotic. They can do stuff like that. Nice, nice. Uh, make sure you sign up for the app down here, Be Connected Sports. Uh, that's their mobile sports betting app. They've also got the kiosk they put in, so you can bet 24 hours a day. Come on down here. We'll have some of these questions for the uh, book director here in just a little bit. You like so, my humble brag? What about I, – I know. I, I just kind of – I brushed <laughs> over that. We don't have to – you know, we don't have to genuflect on every one of your big winners. I mean, I think we should, but whatever. So, Julio Jones. The tip of the, no. Pats were the favorite. Rams were a – Massive long shot, right? Well, think about it. The Rams are always in cap hell. Well, for some reason, at some shops, the the Rams getting Julio Jones just went from sixty-six to one to five to one. I, I, What's going on here? I have no idea. But it, I, but here's the thing, it does make sense because we look at certain teams and we're like, nope, they're capped out. Are the Rams and the Chiefs ever capped out? Now, I think the Chiefs are they're gonna they're gonna pay the Piper here soon. It doesn't seem like the Rams are ever capped out. Well, I mean, I, I think it does. I mean, they're spending a lot of money in a lot of key positions. I mean, well, they two, only have two, seven million in cap space. I was gonna say two years ago, you did see the cap affect them on the offensive line once they had some injuries. Right. So that's where it gets you. You have no depth. Now, look, I'm always of any of these teams, any of them, can go get Julio Jones. Right, they are experts in cap, and they can do anything possible to maneuver and all, like most of them. They can, you know, can maneuver and do whatever. So, like, am I ruling it out? No, but I, I just my rudimentary knowledge of the cap and where this team is at, the, the Rams in terms of their finances. I don't know what you're doing to get a Julio Jones, right? What you're doing, and by the way, one of the problems with the Rams in the past few years too has been they haven't had that much draft capital too. You know what I mean? So where does that come from? They did get a pretty good package in terms of the Matt Stafford deal, right, because you got something back. Or excuse me, they had to ship something off along with Jared Goff to do that. So, like, where are the assets coming from to get a Julio Jones on top of the cap space? So, Unless, I don't know, there's a report that I missed. I just don't really understand it. The odds right now are New England back to plus 450 after being minus 150. Mm-hmm. Rams 5-1 to one to get Julio Jones. Tennessee 5. Atlanta 6. You know, it's Julio Jones' next team. So, Atlanta keeps him. Jacks nine to one. Is it Jags? Yes, I think. Or, Jags. or, or Jacks, as I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Thanks for making it clear to the listeners who don't understand Jacks. I just want one more thing on the Rams. So there's also the rumor out there that the Falcons have fielded offers, and someone has offered a first. Someone has offered a first round pick. And when I first saw that, I'm like, come on. 32-year-old receiver owed $38 million over the next three years. Well, doesn't it make sense that if there was a team that was going to trade a first, who would it be? The Rams. I guess, yeah. And my guess is if they do it, if the Rams were going to trade a first to get Julio Jones, the way this works is most of the money is taken on by the Falcons, just like Bridgewater. Yeah. Right? 
Like we thought Teddy Bridgewater was unmovable. And then all of a sudden you find out the Broncos got Teddy Bridgewater, they're paying him three mil. The other like 14 is being covered by the Panthers. So that's there that's something in there that, you know, that's one of the factors that's real interesting here is how much is a first round pick worth to the Falcons? Is it worth, you know, throwing away twelve million dollars in dead cap? I don't know what is dead cap. Whatever. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it is. So that, that might be kind of the link as to why the Rams are in the rumor mill as one of the teams that can get them now, down from 66 to 1 to 5 to 1. Yeah, I mean, I think I thought a, a landing spot that would be solid for him that makes sense uh, would be Jacksonville. Like, if you look at cap space wise, they can totally fit him. They have a draft capital to go and get him. They can ship off. And think, think about it, too. If you're Jacksonville, you can come back with, all right, how about instead of a first round pick, we give you LaVisca Chenault Jr. and a second round pick? Right, like a, a good young receiver with some upside on top of a high draft pick. Like those are the kind of things that I think you think out of the box and essentially acquiring them. Look at Carson Wentz, for example. Remember, it was reported that the Eagles wanted a good package and a first round pick for Carson Wentz. Right. They got a third and a conditional second. So that could be a sec- that could be a first round pick, but it depends on Carson Wentz and the way that he plays. So like we get these reports initially, but there's always some wiggle room for a lot of these deals. So I wouldn't be surprised if he moves, but it's not a first round pick. Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. I always like to get your reaction, whether it's social media or the phone, to what we're talking about. We'll open the phones in the 5 o'clock hour. Golden Knights talk, A's to Vegas talk, 364-1100. But for now, social media, always a great place to get us at ESPN Las Vegas. That's Steve Cofield. Uh, Rhino, one of our uh, great P1s and uh, content providers, was getting on me slash you a little bit for mocking on the exuberant Knicks fans who think they're the best fans in the NBA and we're calling out the Brooklyn Nets, and so Derek was saying the way you hammered how bad losing has been in New York, but then hammered them for not properly enjoying the run seems like an odd flex, in my opinion. Minus the spitting, who cares? It's fun. I will totally admit I'm not objective. I'm a Nets fan. I've always been a Nets fan. Right. I don't like most Knicks fans. They're annoying. I don't like the Knicks. Hmm. So... I'm not journalist in this case. I'm NBA Nets fans or Nets fan. I sorry Knicks fans, but you're annoying. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I'm also enjoy just- yourselves. You know, with your your four one series that you're gonna you're gonna go through here. You got one win, so welcome back to the real world of basketball. But well, screw off. I'm also just wildly anti New York. Like, <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they could. I yes. I am biased. There's nothing they could do to make me happy. There's nothing like the fans there. Nothing. They're the worst. Let's get to some NFL, our weekly Friday spot with NFL Insider Stanford Route. So we're hanging out here at Samstown, getting ready for a hockey game. But we are tracking the NFL, and there's always NFL stories. Stanford, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, fellas? I'm sitting over here listening to you guys just bash the Knicks and or the Nets. Like, I'm just wondering, like, man, like, where's all this hatred coming from, fellas? Uh, I'm not bashing the Nets. I love the Nets. I love James Harden. Um, I've been a Nets fan, you know, since a, since a young, you know, I was a young guy. I was, I was out there in the early 80s, so I'm anti-Knicks. I'm not anti Nets. Um, I am pro Julio Jones going somewhere he can win. I'm not pro him going to the Patriots because that would be another team that I don't like. 
What do you, what do you think of Jones wanting to go to the Patriots? Oh, I think that uh, he, he remembers exactly what happened back in 2016 when he was up 28-3 at halftime <laughs> and the New England Patriots came back to come and beat him and steal that Super Bowl championship that looked like it was all ready for the taking for the Atlanta Falcons. So I think that when you look at the NFL and you look at a lot of players throughout the league who have not necessarily had a great deal of winning and want to win, when you think about it, where else would you want to go to be underneath a coach who has proven time and time again that he knows how to win other than right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're the new darling child. They have t- uh, Tom Brady, all of that. So I don't think that's anything far-fetched. I mean, who wouldn't want to go play for Bill Belichick, who obviously knows how to get the best out of the players that he has on his roster? Uh, Stanford, I, I feel like, yes, if I'm a defensive player, I think Bill Belichick has shown he has no idea what he's doing offensively. Like, what was the last guy that he drafted that high upside on offense? But look what you just said. Who's the last guy that he drafted that had a high upside on offense? Well, that's what I'm saying. But your quarterback is going to be one of the guys that he drafted, either that or Cam Newton. True. But here's what I'm saying, though. You have a multitude of coaches throughout the NFL that are known as an offensive guy. Pete Carroll is a defensive guy. Andy Reid, offensive guy. So there's so many coaches in the NFL, Sean Payton, offensive guy, that they're known as one or the other. Bill Belichick is one of the few people that he's both. Bill Belichick knows offense and defense. Please, please understand that. Now, he has a blind spot when it comes to drafting a receiver because, let's be honest, guys, receiver just like quarterback, it's a crapshoot. You know how many guys have been – have gone in the first round, had a lot of stacked, a lot of yards back in in uh, college, and did not pan out in the NFL. Tavon Austin, I mean, come on, do you guys not remember him? I can go all the way down the list. So that's where his blind spot is. But Bill Belichick knows how to coach somebody who's a proven player. Do you guys not remember back in 2007 where there was a guy that was traded to the Patriots from the Raiders, mind you, for basically a bag of Funyuns? And then he goes to the New England Patriots where everybody thought he was going to be washed up and just, you know, flame out. And then set the single season receiving touchdown record. Do you guys not remember that? 2007, they went 16-0. I think the guy's last name was Moss. I think if uh, memory serves correctly. So I think that, no, Bill Belichick, he knows how to coach offensive players. He struggles when it comes to drafting college guys that play receiver and presumably quarterback. We'll see how everything turns out with Mac Jones. But as far as coaching players, proven players, no, Bill Belichick, he's one of the best to ever do it. So we were talking about uh, the rumor, and it's really driven by the betting. You can bet on where Julio Jones is going to play next year. And the Rams just went from 66-1 to 1 down to 5-1. to 1. I actually think it's a match because, well, one, the Rams never seem to have a cap to adhere to, and two, there are rumors out there that someone has offered a first-round pick for Julio Jones, which I think is nuts. But the Rams, they I mean, they get rid of first-round picks. Could you see Julio Jones landing with the Rams? I mean, that would be a good spot. I, I'm sorry. I, I know Matt Stafford hasn't won yet, but I want to go somewhere where I know the guy can sling it. And I like, like John said, I don't know about Mac Jones and Cam Newton. I know in a McVay offense, Stafford should be good, and Stafford with Julio Jones would be freaking electric. True, but I think that you're starting to get to the point where now you got too many cooks in the kitchen with the Los Angeles Rams. You have Cooper Cup, 
You have uh, Robert Woods. They just signed Deshaun Jackson. So you already got your top three receivers right there. You bring in a Julio Jones and albeit giving up another first-round pick to get him in the building. Now you got a multitude of receivers, three of which will be very, very highly paid. It'll be very, very hard to be able to get up <clears throat> get up underneath the cap for that. So <coughs> <coughs> sorry about that, fellas. Excuse me. I think that uh, – that's going to be very difficult for, for the Los Angeles Rams. Right, grab some water. We know your pain. If you got water around, we got Stanford Route on the phone as he is down in Houston. It's the worst. You get the crick in the throat. You just lose it, and then it just it builds on itself. I've had that happen uh, sitting here by myself. That's not that's not good. I've had a couple oh. of times where I'm like, let's go to break. Well, actually, and Stanford <laughs> won't know. Stanford actually mocked me last time I got to talk to him about running track because I asked him a very <laughs> simple question. Yeah. Like, you never run track before, huh? That was but, a, uh, I don't think he gassed out. I think he got a little, well, no, what got I'm a little is, phlegm in his throat. Well, what I'm saying is that <laughs> Stanford, I don't think, would ever experience this, but uh, the worst is when you're trying to do something, you gas out just while you're talking because yeah, I've had that before too. And the, that's not good. the fat radio host, <laughs> Stanford. All right, you feeling okay? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm back to normal, right. guys. I'm good. All right. Um, all right, so you made your point there on the Rams with, uh, you know, too many receivers, and uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, I wanted to ask you about Todd Gurley. Man, this is – he is still 26 years old. Yeah. I don't want to sing, but I feel like singing, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. Uh, make them into cornerbacks. He's 26, and now the guy's traipsing around the country visiting teams like the Lions. I know what you mean. It seems like he's got like nine lives. Like he's only 26 years old, but it feels like he's been in the league 10 years. Well, it also feels and like think, it also feels like he's the kind of guy who should have been making gigantic money and had a massive workload until he was like 31 years old, and it, that just didn't happen. Yeah, but that's where that's where he was so adamant about wanting to get his contract for the Los Angeles Rams to actually get his money. We all know that for running backs. If you run them into the ground early, like the Los Angeles was doing, even back when it was the St. Louis Rams, that's what happened. So he had injuries in college. It's not something that's completely far-fetched. We all know that running backs have a short lifespan, so that's why I'm all for running backs getting their money as soon as they can, as you see with Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans, because it's a tough league. And when you start to take those hits, those bruises, it can wear wear on you very quickly and – Unfortunately, as great of a talent as he is, it seems that he's starting to get that tread on the tires, and now teams are starting to shy away from him. So I'm all for it. I do believe that there's other positions that give you better longevity. But he's a phenomenal talent at the running back position. To to want to go and try to make him into a DN or something like that, that's just almost, in my opinion, going against what the football gods put him on this planet for. Stanford Route, the former Oakland Raider, is with us. All right, there's been a little change in the Tebow story. I I think it's ridiculous. I think we knew this was going to happen all along. Uh, now it's leaked out that, hey, Urban Meyer really thinks that he can have a Taysom Hill-type player what? in Tebow. Like, he ain't playing tight end. Are you surprised when you hear this? Guys, <laughs> I, I guess the circus comes to Jacksonville once in a while. Because the whole I want to make him into a Taysom Hill-type situation – I get it, because he can throw, he can run, he can block. But Taysom Hill is a supreme cut athlete. What does he run, like a 4-3-40? He's like 6'2", 6'3", 230. He runs down on special teams. He makes tackles. So I could see 
from a standpoint of what Urban Meyer is really trying to say, he's envisioning a time where you will see Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow in the backfield at the same time, where now he can hand the ball off to Tim Tebow and he can have a run-pass option or something like that. But as far as truly like a Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill plays special teams. He goes down there and makes tackles. Taysom Hill runs a 4-3-40. Tim Tebow ain't doing none of that. So I think that's a little bit overstated, but I think, and I'll go ahead on record right now, if Tim Tebow makes the roster, I'm not talking about practice squad where he probably should be to go ahead and learn how to play this position. If he makes the roster and it is not unequivocally, everybody in the locker room unequivocally agreed upon that he's one of the top three to four tight ends or however many they, they, they keep, and there's somebody that they cut who is deemed better than Tim Tebow, you're going to lose that locker room very, very quickly before you even get started if you're Urban Meyer. So this is a very tricky situation. If he does not turn out to be a vital piece of their offense, somebody who you can see, yeah, he's a playmaker, whether it's goal line, you hand the ball off to him, let him barrel in the end zone, or you do those little jump passes that he was doing at University of Florida or something like that, if he does not turn out to be a vital piece of their offense, he is going to lose the locker room very, very quickly down there, Jack. Yeah, and Stanford, it's funny, like Steve was laughing at me last week because I was actually legitimately irritated and angry when this story came out. And as a former athlete and somebody who's worked very hard at this, you would understand there's a guy out there who should probably deserve a camp spot because he's been working at tight end for his entire life. And Tim Tebow woke up the other day and he's like, I want to play tight end. And he went to go play Jacksonville. Like, it's ridiculous. Exactly, and that's the thing. There is somebody who went to Valdosta State University or Youngstown State or Nobody cares D3 school that has been working ever since he was in middle school to high school to college, hoping and praying for a phone call to his agent to go and fly him out to a certain city to work out just to get a, uh, just to get a, a, a training camp invite, a mini camp invite. And here you've got this guy who had the opportunity to play tight end back in 2012. He scoffed at the idea. He went ahead, he dismissed it because he thought that was beneath him. You know what, the NFL's like, well, we don't know if we can put you in the quarterback because you're not that good. Okay, I'm going to go play baseball. The New York Mets, their organization bites. He can go ahead and be, he can be a ticket sales bonanza at the AA and AAA level. They go ahead and sign him up. He never makes it to the bigs. He flames out on that. Then he looks up and decides, you know what, I kind of want to get back into the NFL, but nobody's going to bring me in as a quarterback. Why don't I try tight end? Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't played the position ever in my life. So 31 GMs and 31 head coaches probably are not going to be enamored to go ahead and have me come in. But, oh, wait a minute. My college head coach just got the head coaching job in my hometown. Let me go ahead and use that connection to go ahead and jump the line. Not skip the line. You jumped the line in front of so many other guys who are hoping and praying just for the opportunity to go out there during OTA or minicamp or training camp or just get an invite, something like that. So, yes, so for a lot of athletes who were not granted that free pass, who weren't granted that reprieve, who weren't granted that, hey, man, you my boy, say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and hook you up because, you know, you're my guy. Oh, yeah. 
that's going to draw the ire of a lot of athletes, football, basketball, baseball, just people in general, simply because it's like, well, shoot, if all I got to do is just simply know the right person to make it on the roster of a team that's a part of a league that's known as the best in the world. Not the best in Duval County, not the best in the state of Florida, not the best in the Eastern time zone, not the best just in that portion of the United States, the best in the world. And all I got to do is just simply know the right person. Oh my God. Well, shoot. I mean, if that's all it takes, let me go ahead and befriend Jerry Jones. Maybe he'll let me play right guard this coming football. Season. Yeah. So Never. yeah, it's a, so it's definitely going to uh, rub a lot of people the wrong way, no doubt about it. It's never out, the former Oakland Raider. Let's close on this. I always like to lean on your uh, inside knowledge of professional sports and being a player in the NFL. I just saw that Janoris Jenkins had a car ripped off from the Atlanta airport. Did you see this? He had a Rolls Royce stolen from the airport, a $250,000 Rolls Royce. Now, he's made a lot of money, but I was like, man, $250,000 car. That seems high to me. Is that is that kind of the norm? You know, once guys are making like ten, fifteen million dollars, I mean, he's made eighty-four million dollars in his career. And I'll ask you, did you go crazy? Uh, you know, when you were making good money, buying something you know, that may have been beyond your means. Oh wow! Now, okay, I see y'all going to put me on the spot for the final question <laughs> uh, of of the day. Uh, I would say that it's like this, fellas. Is it? I remember Deion Sanders said it best. Money does not change you. It just makes you more of who you really are. That's number one. So I can tell you like this. I'm somebody that I'm not overly materialistic, at least I don't think I am, but obviously as a grown man, you want to you live good. You want to have nice things. I mean, I think that's pretty common within everyone in the general public on planet Earth. So I remember once upon a time, I'm not going to say what year. I'm not going to give you any details on that. Once upon a time. Uh, I came into a nice windfall, and I bought myself a nice size house. I'm not going to tell you how big; it's just a nice size house. And I then all all of a sudden realized that you know what? There's a certain car that I may like. It starts with M and ends in Clarence. And then also uh, another car that I really liked as well. It's by the company starts with a B and ends in Antley. And the Volvo. Okay. Let's, okay. <laughs> so I don't know I what can, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I can go ahead and uh, and I can attest to that. So uh, I mean, young man works hard, yeah. makes good money. He deserves to live good. I mean, getting it ripped off at the airport. That's yeah. Now that right there, that, that that's something that'll definitely uh, really keep you up at night and almost make you go crazy because. As unfortunate as it is, that's the world we also live in. Stanford, uh, as a return, would you like to know the craziest thing I've ever bought in my life? Oh, boy. What is okay, this? cool. Let's hear it. I actually don't even know. That <laughs> <laughs> like... joke was set up, and I, I didn't think I was going to get that response. Yeah, so I yeah, no yeah we want to hear it. Go ahead, John. Uh, I get, I'll tell was you this was it like one. a $100 uh, plus toy for your kid? I'll tell you this one. I, I, I may or may not have, in the throes of my media career, have covered Arena Football League from a distance and may or may not have bet $500 on Arena Football League game. So that, was, that was it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's on a budget. Everyone's on a budget. Look at Stanford's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Stanford, have a good weekend, man. That was awesome. You guys be good, man. I'll talk to you next week. Yep. There he is, the former Oakland Raider, Stanford Route, with us. 
His spot today is brought to you by our friends over at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. You may not need an attorney today or even tomorrow, but when the situation arises, that's the time you need someone that you can trust. Our guys are Justin Watkins, Matt Hoffman, Battleborn Injury Lawyers. They've been part of the show for eight years. Why? Because we trust them. So you should trust them too. Give them a call. You need advice. Uh, you're frustrated with your current attorney, not seeing your case move forward. Move on to these guys. Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000-570-9000. Have something to say? Tweet at Steve Goldfield or call 702-364-1100 now. It's Goldfield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting. All right, let's get to some of the numbers. Up on the board here, important night in sports. We got... Uh, Knicks and the Hawks going at it. Hawks 17-16 early in that one. We got Nets and Celtics on the way, and then we got the Clippers tonight. We'll get into that in just a couple minutes, and obviously the Golden Knights. Kevin Klein is here, Samstown Sportsbook. So right out of the gates, the the crowd's starting to build here. Very cool. Uh, I want to talk about the book, the convenience now, because uh, last time we were on, we, uh, we didn't get to talk enough about your kiosk, and the kiosks are a freaking game breaker now. Oh, big time. You know, you're, uh, we got five units here. There's someone usually at them all the time. Uh, kind of makes the book open now 24 hours. Um, you avoid the long lines. It's just as it's a beautiful kiosk. It's just as easy as, as our app is. It's, it it kind of mirrors it. Real simple. Talk about the app. Well, uh, 50 bucks to get involved, and uh, it's simple. Just download the app, and uh, it's really it's yeah. it's really simple. You're I mean, you're speaking to the choir here, right, yeah, John? Of course. I, mean, I don't. I listen. We we love seeing people come into the property. That's cool. You need that, but man, there's so many times you want to make a quick bet, and the phone, the app, just makes such a big difference. It does. Well, and the in-game stuff too, right? I mean, that's the other part about it. You know, if you're watching it here, you can still even get involved. But why walk up to the counter? Well, you can just fire up your phone right away. Right, and then you, and there's a hundred, a hundred plus props on every single day. Yeah. You know, just nonstop. We were talking earlier about the frustration sometimes as Las Vegas betters, because like we were the biggest and the baddest out here, right? We had we had the books. This is the coolest place, and I feel like we're we're dragging our feet in terms of putting different stuff up on the board. Where are you as a bookmaker? Because we talked to all the different sportsbook guys around town, and it's like, hey, we can bet you know this in New Jersey and this in Illinois. Where, are we going to make some progress in terms of getting some extra stuff on the board where the gaming commission is going to is going to lighten up a little bit? Uh, well, I think we have some of that now, okay. uh, and that's that came with that the app. Yeah. Um, yes, to answer your question. So I you're think, you're optimistic. I think that'll evolve into that. All right, because we were we were talking about there's a number up not right now in Nevada on say like where's Julio Jones going to play next year, and we had Tom Brady props last year, so that was that was progress. So I would love to see more options. I. I for you guys, I mean, are, are those are those high risk bets? I mean, it, it, to me, if it just gets people betting more and more on the cycle, and then they get loyal to your, you know, to Boyd Gaming, I think that's all a good thing. Well, they certainly can be. So you just have, you yeah. know, you have to stay on you top. You got to manage, and it. you control that with your limits and things yeah. like that. But they normally you're going to hold pretty good to those. Things. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I would, but I would, those are somewhat similar to like like the draft. Like the NFL draft is information based. So like bookmakers for the most part don't have a great time, right, with the NFL draft because everything is just, hey, if I know it, they know it. The information's out there, just read some reports. Julio Jones is very much information based. So on your end, like you said, 
you guys got to be up to date on everything, watching Twitter, social media, and all that stuff because there one report breaks and somebody comes in and gets a play on that, and you limit your plays, obviously. But still, like it's an information-based prop, which is a little – you're on even footing with us. Finally, the better. We can beat you. Yeah. <laughs> well. he, like, he just laughs. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> in the end, uh, if we do win, then we wind up coming back anyway and giving the money back. Uh, Kevin Klein is with us. Samstown. All right. So, Vegas Golden Knights. First of all, I just want your opinion as a sports fan because you're, you're a Knights fan. How did this happen? How are we in a game seven? Uh, they're goalie. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, anybody that's lost their leading score in this whole league, and you're going to have a hard time scoring. I think we got away from uh, shooting over his left shoulder, uh, which any time we scored in those early games that we won, they were all whipping right past his ear, so his left ear. So I think we outsmarted ourselves with that a little bit. You, if you watched the last game, a few of the guys coming down the right side, they slung it over and missed the net to the left. But I think, I think we need to skate fast and, you know, fire the puck with a little nastiness. How about closer too, right, John? Well, yeah, that's, my, that's been my problem is if you look at some of these heat maps and where these shots are coming from, like stop firing from the blue line. Like put some guys in front of the net, create some traffic, get some deflections, get some rebounds. Like that's how these teams are scoring now. Like you got to get some bodies in front of the opposing goaltender. They don't really do that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but, you know, if you would have said we lost uh, two home games already like that, you know, would we be in this spot? I, I think we're going to get them tonight. I, I just feel it. Would would you? I uh, before game six, I said I, I would have started Leonard, knowing that I had a game seven. Now the layoffs a problem, but you rotated all year. It one motivated Flurry and two kept him well rested. You know, except for the time when Leonard was out and he had to play all the games. Am I wrong on that? Is that is that too much? Is it too bold for Pete DeBoer going into game six up three two to go? You know, we're going to get Leonard in there. We're going to give. Flurry some rest, and he'll be ready to go for game seven. And the rest thing would be the reason to do that because right. he's still played very good, you know, not as good as the other guy, but he's played very good. So, by the way, my two sons are at the game tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. He nice. Got himself a couple tickets, and uh, they're down there in the courtyard down there right now. Oh, is that right? All right. Well, tell them to uh, do their job because that place needs to be really loud. Yeah. Because they're really the wild – they didn't have a. They didn't really have a home ice advantage with 4,500. I mean, the Knights have a chance with the fans and the music and everything blaring in that building, to you know, not not intimidate the Wild, but really, you know, potentially throw them off a little bit. Yeah, they gotta. Yeah, I, like I said, they've yeah. gotta skate fast from the get go. Take care of it. Uh, going back to the the odds talk, um, did you guys get hit on Mickelson? He was yeah. two fifty to one. You got you got a couple of bets that there came in. There was a twenty five dollar bet on that. Oh yeah, at uh, at one hundred and eighteen to one. Okay, uh, that about it. That After that, with golf, do you start to see more people going for the lottery ticket? Like, I wonder if for the next couple of months you are gonna like a lot of people are like, oh, I'll do the hundred to one, one hundred fifty. Right, give me ten bucks, and they'll you know they'll, they'll cash that in about fifty events. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. the thing. You know, I, I I don't think I told you last time we had John uh, back in. The early 2000s, I actually worked at the Orleans, right? So I worked in the book there. I actually worked at Nevada Palace. So I was working for Leroy's at the time. And I remember how many people would come in, especially at Leroy's, and put down, because I think they had $2 eight-teamers. And the guys loved putting in eight-teamers. But you know how many times they came back? And because uh, I don't know what you guys do now with the tickets, so maybe this is an old reference, but you, know, you used to have a cup holder, and we would just kind of put the tickets in there, right? And, was, and when people would come in and cash, you take the ticket because it goes in and out. You put it in the cup holder. There were never 
at the end of the night, there were never the really tall tickets. There might have been a four-teamer, maybe a five, but the eights, I might have cashed in like four years, about two eight-teamers. But there's a lot of long longevity to when someone cashes a big ticket like that. That's a good point. You just, uh, you're going to just keep doing it until yep. you, you don't really think about the throwaway five or the $20. I, you know what's funny? I had a guy who would come in every night. He had a little money, and he would do – he did a lot of baseball, a lot of pluses, and he would do a five-team baseball all-plus for a hundred bucks. It was like oh. it was every night, and, and he probably he probably cashed a couple times. And for that, you know, it's, it's probably worth it. Yeah, show off to everybody, like uh-huh. the, you know. Yeah, you never remember the ones, all the ones you put in. I do, <laughs> I, do I do remember in my youth the uh, the six-team run-line parlay that I had in baseball. You know what I mean? I remember hitting that bad boy. I don't remember how many others I put in. I remember hitting that one though. Well. Well, uh, you know, when someone comes up and they show you, well, I went six out of seven, gosh Always. dang it. Then you say, man, you just wasted six winners. You know, that know. parlay bet. Yep. You Ma- know, imagine you, if, imagine you can if you... last forever and never have to skip weeks of betting if you stick to those straight bets. You know, if you're a little savvy with your handicapping, which, you know, a lot of people are a yeah. little savvy. Yeah. You know, you just. It ain't sexy, though. No, the, the lottery ticket. The lottery ticket's a lot, yeah. a lot more fun. It ain't sexy. But there, there's right. a, I bet you there's a ton of people out there who are like, yeah, I pick 66, percent you know, on the, on the reg because I go two out of three. Like, oh, right. maybe, maybe you do. I think, think you're ignoring your 0 for three parlay ticket sometimes, right? Yep. So what, what kind of action are you getting on the on the game tonight? Is it is it pretty heavy? Is it all yeah, is it all one sided? Is it up to 90? I can't see that far. I think it is. Is it up to minus 90? I'm as blind as everybody else. I think it is 90. Oh, look at my screen. So, yeah, well, we're a little heavy on the Knights, and uh, it's kind Ooh. of expecting. Hey, we saw one guy come in and say, what, he's throwing 1,000 down on the Knights, so. Yeah. Over tonight? Are you, do you guys have a lean on the over? I'm seeing other books, 135 on the over five. Does everyone expect a high-scoring game? What do you think? i got to stay with those unders. Right? The you way know. the game's been played? You know, I want it to go fast, like I said, yeah. but, you know, it's, it is the game seven and playoffs, so sometimes they're – a little tight. How you doing on uh, on your picks? Because I know you make a pick every day. You got your podcast. Good. Uh, this week I'm uh, two and two. Uh, we base it on a hundred dollars. I'm always putting a dog up there. It's up six bucks. There you go. You know, <laughs> up is up. <laughs> up is up because you're betting dogs, even sure. though you're only fifty fifty. So uh, like tonight uh, on the board, we've got uh, the uh, Dodger Giant game over seven and a half. Uh, blowing out a little bit in Chavez Ravine there. Uh, straight away, the Dodgers are gap-to-gap hitters. Last time this guy pitched, uh, Dodgers scored 11 runs on him a week ago. Uh, that type of a thing. And uh, and actually, uh, uh, Bueller, he, uh, he uh, his last nine starts, uh, the games have gone over six times versus three. So we went over seven and a half tonight in Chavez Ravine. We want people to come out here, watch the game at the Race and Sportsbook at Samstown. Boyd Gaming is the official home for Lotus Broadcasting for all the playoff games for Golden Knights home and away. You can also hit Aliante on the north side of town. Salted Lime has been where we're hanging out over at the Orleans. We've been inside of Bailiwick. So thanks for popping on. Uh, you guys are great. Thanks for having me. There you go. Kevin Klein, Samstown Sportsbook. We'll come back. We'll get to the fat pack as we uh, once again have a story about uh, the $80 million man, Guy Fietti. Visit LVSportsNetwork.com for access to the latest podcasts and best interviews.
Who better to talk about food than these two? It's the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. Brought to you by Nova Home Loans. C'è la luna mezzo mare, mamma mia, me mare da te. Piglia mia, cuttature, mamma mia, ti pensa tu. Boy, this gets me in the mood for a... Maybe a cannoli. Let's say Pizzone. But you know what? I got to tell you, if I were a Vegas Golden Knights fan, like a really big fan, and, uh, you know, I like the Knights, but, you know, it's not my home area team. Why don't right? you support the team, Steve? My point is, if I were, like, tried and true hardcore, you know what I would do that with that cannoli? I'd walk up to Gary Bedman and smash it right in his freaking face. You know, it just came down that Ryan Reeves is off the COVID list because he did have a false positive. <laughs> this is this league. Yep. If I could fire out a string of F-bombs right now, I would do it. That is outrageous. He missed the last game because they can't get their testing together. We'll have more on this in the 5 o'clock hour. That is, that is ridiculous. So it is confirmed. Reeves missed game six because of a false positive. Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And no, I will not attack Gary Bettman. I was, you know, was That's assault. Just, just setting. Yeah. It, it, well, I don't know. We actually went through that with many of our legal insiders, and there's there seems to be a line of uh, damage you can do with with the food. Like popcorn may not be assault. But cannoli cannoli be. could be. I mean, you could you could uh, stop someone's breathing with the, the hard shell cannoli and then all the cream in their nose. I feel like a hot dog would be assault. Could be. It could be. Phallic and everything would be harder. Well, let's be nice in the fat pack. Uh, we were celebrating earlier this week, UNLV guy, you know, just like Derek Jones, just like Pat McCaw, just like Chris Wood, right? Two of those three cashed in big time in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Mega long contracts. Chris Wood. Oh, here we go. Guy Fieri. Biggest of them all. $80 million extension with the Food Network. And he he does so much for small restaurants, small businesses with Triple D. He's got his own restaurants. He's the mayor. Of he was celebrating the other day. Uh, we want to listen into this. What was he uh, so fired up about? You know, this has been such a tough time with openings and closures and limited seating and all these different restrictions that have happened. And it's taken out so many of our favorite joints. And I know you guys are both restaurant fans. And I'll tell you, it's uh, we need a breath of fresh air. Wait a second. Both. He made a reference to, to both. Keep going. So my team, Knuckle Sandwich, got along with the medium rare team, and we said, let's throw a party. Let's get Diplo to come play. Let's get Old Dominion there. Let's call some of our, our buddies that are big restaurant fans like Shaq and Gronk. You know, let's have them go visit their favorite restaurants and make some dishes. So this is uh, what they're calling a huge restaurant reboot. With Guy. Keep going. We need to inspire people to get back to work. We need to inspire people to remember how much they love the restaurant business. We need to also realize that if we don't support these restaurants, um, these restaurants can go away. Once a restaurant has shuttered, guys, it's super difficult. More difficult than reopen than opening a restaurant is trying to reopen a restaurant. Hmm. Totally down with this. Although, is Diplo cool anymore? I don't know. I feel like Diplo's not cool anymore. Like, I'll be honest, I don't know that I knew Diplo when Diplo was Diplo. I, I mean, I look, I'm not in the music scene like Angel and Ari. When I hear Diplo, I think Justin Bieber, and that's it. Like, I, I don't really know much about Diplo. I believe he he, he is a turn to produce a track for J. He's way cooler than us. Oh that's God. all you need to know. Okay, all right. But I'm down. 
What just happened? I love the restaurant business. Now, I had a very bad experience at a restaurant the other day, but that was more service than anything else. I love restaurants. I love Guy Fieri's garbage can nachos. The mayor of Flavortown has it going on. Finish up, Guy. So it's just a big celebration. A lot of people, and on top of it all, it's not a it's not a telethon. We're not asking people to call in and give money. We're just asking people to tune in and, and give appreciation and, and inspiration. And we're going to give away over $300,000 to uh, restaurateurs, to entrepreneurs, to people that need a little support to keep going in the business. Hmm. Cool, right? Yeah. Very cool. Seriously, it's a big deal. I had a restaurant idea when I was younger. So. Well, maybe you'll own a restaurant down the road. You're an aspiring chef, yeah. aspiring cook. Shredded cheese. We got to work on that part. It was a pizza thing, but you, it wasn't as imaginative. At the time, I thought it was super imaginative, but it really wasn't. <laughs> you, you were restricted to only buying single slices of pizza. But then I realized there were places like Sabaro. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But it was in a truck, you know? It's so, different. Like, <laughs> Big Five is on the way. We're live here in front of the Racing Sportsbook inside Samstown. Puck drops for the Golden Knights Game 7. The pressure. Come on. Get it done. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas.